Who am I and how am I feeling? I'm Clive Owen and I'm great, thanks. What if businesses could really understand how their customers feel, act on it and make them feel better? It's a thing. It's SAP Experience Management. For more, go to sap.com slash xm. You are listening to The Bird Calls on the Off the Glass, Nothing But Net and Up and Under Networks. For more on your Pelicans, go to iTunes, search The Bird Calls and subscribe today. Hello, Pelicans fans, and welcome to another edition of The Bird Calls, the official podcast of TheBirdRights.com. I am David Grubb, along with contributors Kevin Barrios and David Fisher, and our editor-in-chief, Mr. Ali Cosell. Uh, this is part two of a series of um, analysis of potential Anthony Davis trade destinations. Today, we're going to look at two teams the Chicago Bulls and the Denver Nuggets. And we're going to lead off with the Chicago Bulls. Um, and we're going to start with David Fisher, who had an article. I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Up today on TheBirdRights.com about a potential bullish trade. Dave, why don't you break that down and then let's get into uh, what these proposals may be. Uh, well, mine was actually a three-team one. I know that we were supposed to do a two-team one. I found it very difficult to create a two-team one with the Bulls um, for a couple reasons. The biggest thing is is that it's been rumored and kind of reported back behind the scenes that Anthony Davis doesn't want to play in his hometown. And honestly, looking at the organization, I understand. So um, I routed Anthony Davis to the Lakers, and we can talk about the Lakers at another time. And from oh, the Lakers, we definitely will. <laughs> um, from the Lakers – the, the biggest thing that I've always looked at with the Lakers is the fact that I don't want their young guys. Like I, I don't like, I don't like how Lonzo fits with Zion because he can't shoot. And so you can't, it, it makes it difficult to run a pick and roll. I don't like Ingram with Zion because he's kind of ball dominant and not much of a creator on the wing. And this is also my, my negative opinion on, how Tatum matches up with it with Zion as well is that I don't know if you want a ball dominant wing guy who isn't much of a passer at this point in their career besides Zion. So we were talking about the Bulls. Where could I route those guys to get the Pelicans the things that they really need? And so what I have is I have the Lakers sending those things over to the Bulls. And then the Lakers will send the Pelicans, the Lakers the number four pick, the guy I want to pick with that would be Jarrett Culver. I I love I love Culver's game. I'm worried about his jump shot a little bit, but for me the biggest thing that jumped out to me while I was watching the NCAA tournament and college games prior to that was man that guy loves defending. I mean, d- didn't that jump out to the page from you guys? I looked at that guy and I was like, man, if you put him beside Drew Holiday, that's going to be wonderful. And the thing I, t- I noticed about it, too, was 
his teammates wanted to play for him. You know, he was giving his all um, uh, as Texas Tech, you know, came up a little bit short, but you could see that he had, he had motivated his teammates to play at a level higher than they were uh, probably capable of. Absolutely. And so, I mean, the, the one thing is that the fact that he's a superb defender, he had great measurements at the combine last night. Um, yesterday measured at almost six foot seven with a six foot nine plus wingspan and he is a creator much more so I mean at least at the college level he's he's a guy who creates for others not just for himself which has been good so that would be one of the two um, gems gems in this trade and the other gem is what I'd hope to be getting from the Bulls the Bulls have already been rumored to possibly be interested in Lonzo Ball. That was reported by the Chicago Sun-Times. And so they're getting their guy in Lonzo Ball. And then another guy, I had it in the article I wrote is Kuzma because he fits more as a power forward beside Wendell Carter. But if the guy that they really wanted is Ingram, I think you could talk the Lakers into coughing up almost whatever you wanted um, if they're going to get land Anthony Davis. And then the big thing that I'm I'm looking for from the Bulls is Laurie Markkinen because I want a stretch big that can shoot and space the floor and give Zion the kind of space that he needs to work inside the arc. So those are the two gems is getting Culver and then also getting uh, Markkinen. You get some hopefully some future first-round picks from the Lakers. If I was Griffin, I would want to have this trade – take place on June 30th. So the Lakers are actually trading you Jared Culford, the player, and you get around the stipend rule, and then you can get their 2020 pick, their first-round pick next year, and then also their first-round pick in 2022. And I think I had some um, some minor players from the Bulls that they might be able want to shuffle off in terms of um, Denzel Valentine, who struggled with injuries, but might be one of the things that – Aaron, um, Aaron Nelson could unlock in the training room. And then Antonio Blankney, just kind of a, a volume shooter off the bench. Um, he did okay at LSU. LSU. Um, he, ha- he had a breakout season in the G League. And you might be able to get a couple minutes out of him. I mean, he's not, he's not a big thing. The big thing for me is getting Culver, getting Markinen, and then getting some additional future first-round picks from the Los Angeles Lakers to continue to stockpile the kind of depth team's going to need to continue to build a winner around that. Uh, all right, let's move on to Kevin. Um, what, what, I, I think you stayed in with a two-team deal, so um, and obviously we know, as Dave said, the, the finances of this make it a lot more difficult, so how did you pull off uh, a deal that seems somewhat attractive to you? Yeah, I have a uh, I do have a bigger deal that includes the Bulls later on with the Lakers, but it's a lot different than David, so we're going to save that one for when we're talking about the Lakers. That's more of the Lakers-centric deal. Um, so this one is two teams, Bulls and Pelicans. Bulls simply get Anthony Davis. Pelicans get Markkinen, of course, for all the reasons that David just said. You want that spacing big, uh, a guy that seems to be able to be a perfect match for – Zion in the front court um, can space for for him, hit the open shot when he's shooting. Uh, he's big, he's long, he can rebound, he defends pretty well. Um, so, you know, he's the prize of the package, obviously. And then um, I got Chris Dunn, who, you know, 
he hasn't lived up to what people thought he would be as a pro, but he's sort of a placeholder point guard or, or a backup point guard till you get a better spot, you know, a, be- a better option in that situation, I guess. And then Chandler Hutchinson, which was taken by the Bulls with a pick we actually traded to him. So we'd just be getting that back. But he's, you know, a forward guard combo prospect, nothing special, but might be a role player. Um, but then the next, the next things are what you're really after is that number seven pick where hopefully, you know, you could, you take whichever player is left of, you know, Kobe White, Darius Garland, uh, DeAndre Hunter, you know, any of those sort of guys, Rue Hachimura that falls that way, you know, whatever one you favor there, hopefully one of the point guards would fall to you. Um, so you have that point guard to groom. Um, and then their 2021 pick. And then uh, the second round pick in 2020 from Memphis as well. All right, Ali, um, how how likely do you think it would be? I mean, I, I think we're all expecting that this would be on the far realm of possibility making a deal with the Bulls. But do you think there is any interest from the Bulls to make a deal with Anthony Davis uh, for Anthony Davis? And then um, what would your deal look like? I think they would be interested if they could keep marketing. And I think that's what David kind of got the feedback from a lot of people close to the situation in Chicago this morning. So therefore that's why I made a deal um, excluding marketing. And instead I'm chasing Wendell Carter and, but my, I, I'm a, Hey, you guys know this. I love Otto Porter. So I want Otto Porter. I think he would be a perfect fit next to Drew Holiday and Zion. And then you can fill out the rest of the roster, you know, with a lot of shooting, uh, you know, guys, deep perimeter threats and et cetera. So I've got Porter, Wendell Carter, and Denzel Valentin coming in. David's already, you know, professed his love for him, and I love the kid too. I think he could definitely prosper as long as he can stay healthy. And, you know, New Orleans is probably going to give him that best chance with Aaron Nelson now. And outgoing, I've got Anthony Davis and Solo Hill. So, therefore, I'm only asking for one additional pick from the Bulls, and it's not their first rounder this year, even though I would love it. I've got a feeling they want that for Lonzo Ball. So the way you're going to get these to tempt these Bulls to take a chance on AD is if they can make him happy enough by having, like, say, Lonzo Ball, having Laurie Markinen. So instead, I'm going to ask from the Bulls the 2020 first-round pick. I, I kind of like that. I, I, I like getting the quarter. I, I don't know about uh... – Wendell Carter's fit with Zion, though. But I know, I know, it's choppy, but it's like development for me. You know, we, we, yeah, people love him. I haven't seen enough of him. I, did you guys watch him enough in the Bulls uniform he, this year? I mean, I saw him when he played against the Pelicans, and he looked okay. You know, I mean, he had a good yeah. shooting night that night um, mm-hmm. at home. But again, I I don't know if he's if he's the guy um, as far as because he does have he likes the camp. And, uh, near that block, and I just don't know if, if that's yeah a great fit for Zion. Yeah, so I mean, no, the, the yeah, my block. expectation is Zion would develop. He would become. I mean, look, Julius Randle, we saw shoot like over almost thirty six percent from three. I think after November first, nobody knows this. He shot a better percentage than Kevin Durant by like a decimal point or something like that. So if he well, can do it, I feel like maybe Zion can do it. And he really shot thirty four percent in Duke. Here's my thing though with Wendell Carter is that when he was at Duke and he was not the face of the, the mm-hmm. program his freshman year, he sulked and his parents sulked. He goes to the Bulls. He's the first round pick. And now you're going to tell him he's got to go to New Orleans and be behind uh, Zion. When I, as, as far as marketability, not only is he going to be behind Zion, but he's going to be behind the local favorite, Andrew Holiday. 
does mm-hmm. is he emotionally going to want to deal with that? And do you want to even have to take the risk on his his mind state? Yeah, that's a great question. Dave, you got anything to add to that? My deal, I mean, you know, is again, it's 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 a lot of hodgepodge um, marketing, trying to get him out. Um, Cristiano Felicio, again, he could be your replacement for Czech Diallo, um, give you those just uh, big body minutes. Blake um, Blakely, I like him. I, I liked him since LSU again. He's similar to Frank Jackson, but he shot um, about 40% on his threes this year. Uh, he really improved as a three-point shooter. Uh, and then Dunn and Shaq Harrison is just throw-ins, really. If Dunn turns into something, fine. If not, you can dump him. And then, of course, the number seven pick this season, the 2021 first-rounder. And I want the second-rounder back uh, that we gave him in the uh, Oshin deal. But I think, you know, I think we're all in generally consensus. I think we all believe this is a long shot. Am I correct? Any yeah. I mean, I think, here's, a question. Here, here's a question, Dave. I know you said or had gotten that response. I forget from which beat writer was in Chicago. But what do you think are the odds from hearing everything you heard that the Bulls will relinquish marketing in any deal if they're getting Anthony Davis back and maybe they can add other young pieces to that team? I think if they were getting Anthony Davis, then marketing's on the table. But I think that's the only way that he's on the table. So, um, I mean – I, I I really like Markinen. Is Markinen necessarily like the crown jewel of a trade where I'm sending out Anthony Davis and I'm just getting stuff back from the Bulls and I'm not getting you know all that you know good lottery cheap goodness from the from the Lakers? That's a harder sell for me. Mm-hmm. Um, now maybe I mean maybe Culver slides and he's there at seven. I, I thought was, about that. Yeah, but I don't think that, so. That that changes it for me because, you know, maybe Garland ends up having some kind of promise and he's going to go in the top six. You see you it now know. with Garland. Garland is getting top four rankings now. Right. Yeah, and he yeah, like so. he left the combine too because – and they think that he got a yeah. offer. You know, that he got a promise. So, I mean, if you think if you think he's one of the top four picks – well, one of the first six picks that's going to go, then all you need is two teams to pass on Culver for him to be there at seven. Would you be and happy with, there with seven? That, that changes it for me, but you're still lacking the future picks and you're going to have to get, you're going to have to get the bulls to cough those up. And the bulls historically are not a team that are going to cough up future picks because they're cheap as hell. Yeah. Fish, if you can't get Culver, would you be happy with white? Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not terribly big on white, but yeah, I, yeah no, I don't okay. think so. Okay. I like Kobe I don't white. Think that's I like white. I would take I mean, either of the players. I watched him a lot. You know, I'm, I watch a lot of ACC basketball and I, I like his ability to score. I like his length. Um, he is a good shooter. Like he's already a good shooter. Uh, and I think, you know, his ability to get to the rim, he, he, he is long enough to get there in one or two dribbles um, and, and finish. So if he puts some weight on, which he undoubtedly will, these kids all put on weight um, and get stronger. And I think with the Pelican strength um, program now, um, I really like him. So yeah, Dave, him, I, just to add to Dave, to add to it real quick, I love White because he's uh, he's got that prototypical game, and you just listed a lot of reasons. But with his shooting, he's got that perfect motion where he he's already in that perfect catch and shoot form when he's awaiting a pass. 
when he's coming off a pick and roll. He, his release is really already made for the NBA. So I think he, he's going to step right in. He's going to do well. And when you look at the other Carolina guys um, who worked highly touted this season, kind of underperformed, he was he outperformed expectations. Yes, uh, and, and and he took them, you know, as far as, as as could be expected, considering that they were not a great Carolina team. All right, so I think that yeah, wraps it up on the Bulls. I would just say one thing. I think if you don't get marketing, then it's really hard sell because even like as much as it's nice to have a wing like Otto Porter, I think replacing Anthony Davis with basically Otto Porter is not good enough, I would think, right? What's well, Porter, yeah. Porter Carl, yeah. Carter, and future picks? Yeah, you know? yeah but so. then you have to worry about the Carter fit. But um, I also – I do have a trade, like I said later on, with the Bulls that makes more sense, but it's not just a straight up where Anthony Davis goes to the Bulls. So we'll save that one for that for the next. All right. Okay, moving on to the Denver Nuggets. Finished second in the – uh, Western Conference regular season, lost in the conference semifinals to the Portland Trailblazers. Um, a bevy of young talent in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, they could be a player away from making a run to the NBA Finals, and that player could be Anthony Davis. We'll start with uh, Kevin this time. Kevin, what, what kind of deal are we talking about with the Denver Nuggets that could make Pelicans fans excited? Sure. Uh, so... The Nuggets get Anthony Davis, and then the Pelicans would get Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Malik Beasley, Miles Plumley, the 2020 first-round pick, and the 2023 first-round pick from Denver. Um, you know, obviously, Jamal Murray would be that, that point guard next to Drew Holiday, a guy who spaces the floor for Zion to work. Um, you know, he has his problems, but he's still a young player, and he's shown, you know, to be able to play on the big stage. Uh, and he's, you know, a great shooter and scorer and a decent facilitator. So, you know, he's one of the main prizes of the package. Michael Porter Jr., if he can get healthy um, and you would be sending him to one of the best trainers in the NBA, you know, according to everybody who everybody out there basically agrees that Aaron Nelson is on the best training, that him and his staff are the best training staff in the league. So you're sending the guy with a definitely scary injury issues that may never really be able to play um, to this team. But if it does pan out, then you might really strike gold with a player that showed a lot of promise that a lot of people were excited about in college. Um, and then Malik Beasley would give you that, the, you know, a nice guard forward off the bench that could score and facilitate a little bit, defend a little bit, has some athleticism. And then, you know, like where I work, I'm always amazed when somebody comes up to me and, confidently order something like an RC Cola, uh, you know, like who says that, but like, you know, everybody wants a Coke is what, what you want, you know, like right. RC Cola weird thing. But my, uh, Plumlee is sort of like the RC Cola version of Jokic. Now he's like, he's a decent facilitator. Like he's, he's become a pretty good passer out of the post solid rebounder. He's a better defender, but they run a lot of the same stuff that they do in Denver when they have Plumlee in there, they can still kind of run the same offense because of his passing ability. And I think, you know, one year of him at 12 million or 13 million, whatever it is, isn't so bad to swallow just to have a placeholder at center and to sort of make the salaries work. And then maybe you can sign him for cheaper later on if you think the fit is good. You know, obviously I don't think that your long-term plan is to start him alongside Zion, but, you know, just have him as a guy that you can put out there for rebounding screen setting 
those sort of things passing is, is not the worst thing. I mean, you can also argue for um, uh, Millsap to be that salary dump situation too. Um, and I'd be fine with that, but I just put uh, Plumley because of his passing ability and his, and his, um, and I think he could possibly be a part that you would keep long-term if it works out as far as a, a bench big. Um, so that's what I got there. I don't know what you guys have. Ollie, why don't we uh, pass it over to you? And uh, what do you what do you have for us? Well, I really wanted Jamal Murray, but I just you know, I think if Denver is ever to bite on it, they're going to want to keep Jokic and Jamal Murray. So I'm just going to pretty much take everything else they've got. <laughs> they can have Solomon Hill too. So AD and Solar are going out that way, and I've got coming back in Gary Harris, uh, Malik Beasley, Monte Morris, a couple of picks, and uh, Michael Porter Jr. And I think I threw Plumlee in to make the uh, money work. Let me double check. Yeah, yeah. But again, if I would push come to shove, then you maybe have to. Um, let me see. I, I actually would want to relinquish anybody, like I said. But this is, of course, a gamble on that. You're hoping that Gary Harris can become that player. Maybe you have faith in Porter, which I don't. I honestly hate this deal. I hate the fact that I'm even mentioning it. But I felt like we need to come up with something that doesn't involve Jamal Murray because, you know, We've seen how he's grown. We saw what he did in the playoffs when he was on. You know, they're going to want to cling on to that. And they've, like I said, they've already got Jokic. They may not even really be all that interested in, like, giving up the farm for AD. So that was kind of my mindset. All right, David Fisher, um, what do you have for us? And, uh, again, is do you think that Denver is willing to part with enough of their young assets to, got, or, or to go for it, to take that one big shot with AD? take that salary on um, or even just for the one year rental, seeing how close that they got. Um, you think Denver could be kind of nudged into and uh, push their cards to the, I mean, uh, their chips to the middle of the table for this season. The, 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 the biggest hangup I think is going to be Jamal Murray. Um, everybody who's ever read our site or read my Twitter feed during the playoffs knows that I love Jamal Murray. I love Jamal Murray from the beginning. I love the Jamal Murray like in January of his freshman year before he even really started to break out because I think he dropped like 27 on Ohio State in Brooklyn or something. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and so, I mean, Jamal Murray would be the big hang-up for me, but I do think that they can make a competitive offer without Murray if you assume that Michael Porter is going to achieve right. anything in the realm of – what he was coming out of high school, because I mean, this was the number one prospect mm-hmm. coming out of high school when he went to Missouri. Now he's and been cleared that, to play in summer league. Yeah. And if you, if you really, really believe in Aaron Nelson and what he can do, you're telling yourself that you, you got the best, I mean, the best prospect coming out of high school. I mean, he slid not because of anything to do with his game. He right. slid only because of the medicals. And if you think that, if you think, if you really believe Aaron Nelson can unlock that and get that to be somebody who can play 70, 75 games a year, then he is absolutely worth being the crown jewel of the trade. And then around that, depending on how you want to make the money work, I think the thing is, is that it, it, it starts to feel like, hey, how about we get Denver's bench and then some future picks and. Mm-hmm. Hopefully Millsap opts in, I guess. I mean, that's that's what it's going to look like. And you get Porter 
I'd want Monte Morris too. Um, Millsap, assuming that he opts in, I might go heavier on the future picks on this. They can't trade their 2019 because it's already been traded, but on June 30th, they could trade their 2020. And I would say that I wanted three. So I'd want mm-hmm. 20, 22, and 24. Um, that, in, in that situation, it's going to give the Nuggets Murray and Harris and Anthony Davis and Jokic is kind of like their, their quartet, their four. But if you're the Pelicans and you really believe that Porter is going to be what everyone thought he was going to be before his, you know, all of his medical issues with his back and things like that. And then I, I can't, I can't just brush over Monte Morris because Monte Morris is, I loved him at Iowa state. He is meticulous with the ball. His assist turnover ratio is absurd, especially for a guy who's only been in the league a couple years. And I think if you put him and you give him the ball and you give him the starting position at point beside Drew Holiday, that could be beautiful. And that could be the kind of thing that really makes it feel like keeping Alvin Gentry was the right decision because I think he would be amazing. And then when you have um, Paul Millsap coming in, assuming that he opts in, there's, there's some overlap there between him and Zion. And you're looking at that starting lineup and you're thinking, man, it's short. But Millsap is a beast on the boards despite his height and he can spread the floor. And there are, if you tell me that Drew Holiday and Paul Millsap are the two adults in your locker mm-hmm. room, I really like the development that you're going to have on that team going forward. I like that thinking, David. I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, Millsap as an anchor on the, that, that's what's been missing the last couple of seasons is somebody who communicated on the back end of that defense. Mm-hmm. And we saw how important Millsap was defensively for Denver um, against all season long. I mean, when he's on the court defensively, they're just so much better. Um, oh, I just want to is, jump in on Millsap. Yeah. Let me just jump back in on Millsap for a second. Ollie remembers mm-hmm. this. Ollie and I were both riding that the Pelicans should throw big money at Paul <laughs> yep. Millsap when he was a free agent leaving Utah. Yep. Largely just because, man, if we could just have a big man that could be beside Anthony Davis and rebound and stretch the floor, defend, pass a little bit. Oh, and he's also from Louisiana. Right. That's a great thing. I mean, my my love for for Paul Millsap predates, you know, the rest of NBA Twitter's love for Paul Millsap when exactly. he got to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Well, my deal is not that much, you know, different. Again, um, AD straight up for Michael Porter Jr. Um, I think my slide I give for the salary match is Gary Harris because I just think that stability at the guard position, he can play both point and two if need be. Um, and then – Monty Morris, got to have him. Like I just agree with Dave on his importance, just the ability to run the offense, to create easy shots. And then um, as, as a throw-in, Jared Vanderbilt, a young guy out of Kentucky, six foot nine, super bouncy, athletic, um, could be great in transition, another guy who could block shots, um, be versatile. Um, you know, similar to a Kenrich Williams, if he makes the team, great. If he doesn't, you know, you don't lose anything. And then I think you're absolutely right. You're going to have – if you make a deal with Denver, not having a guaranteed star in that group, then um, you're taking, you got to have three first round picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, 
with the level of interest, I think Denver actually would be interested to the, the phone call will get made. How far it goes down the road, um, I, I don't know. But if I'm Denver, if I was sitting there knowing that I'm that close, you'd figure you'd, you'd at least have to make the phone call to David Griffin and see if AD is available. Yeah, right? and, and, and we've got to include this fact that Denver went hard after Millsap to what everybody said was an overpay. They chased LeBron James toward the owner it had and invited him to stay and use his yacht. You know, so, yeah, they've always wanted to bring in the big names. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you guys are right. As towards Chicago, we don't, I don't feel like we don't feel like, you know, the chance isn't really there. I think Denver would chase him. I agree with you there. And now you look at the basketball fit. If yeah. I'm Anthony Davis yes. and you tell me basketball-wise in Denver, I know I've got a shooter in Murray, a knockdown shooter. I've got Jokic who will handle the ball and get me the ball. He's not boogie in, in exactly. that his passes are going to come when he feels like it. And you're going to have all the room to operate on the perimeter as he, or, or going cutting towards the basket and getting lobs. So, I mean, basketball-wise, it would be as per- close a perfect fit for him as there would be in the league. Mm-hmm. Yep, Absolutely. he doesn't have to bang. He just has to protect the rim. I agree. He would automatically be the biggest star. The, the other two guys in Murray and, you know, I don't think Jokic cares about celebrity. No, and he doesn't I mean, care if he averages 10 points a game only, you know. And Denver is one of the most loyal markets that you can find for anything. Those people have shown up no matter how bad the basketball has been up there. Um, and now they have a team that, that's this close to possibly winning a title. And if you tell me next year if Kevin Durant is gone and if you had a Denver team that had Jokic, Murray, and, and AD – yeah, I'd be betting on them as one of the two, the favorites to be in the uh, finals. No, I agree. That the biggest thing is is that Porter's this long play. It yeah. feels like you know a home run shot, but and we cannot forget the hype and the the kind of prospect that he is. And he's your i for for a franchise who has been clamoring for a small forward. If Porter becomes what he's supposed to be, like what his potential dictates that he could be, it would. I mean, that's lots filled. That's 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 lots filled for the rest of Zion's career. And the thing with Porter is, for the next three years, he's dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like mm-hmm. like he's he, he's counting like less than two three percent against the cap. And you're talking so about yeah, you're talking the flexibility to do all the other stuff. Baby Kevin Durant basically is what he was supposed to be. At 6'11", mm-hmm. be able to handle the ball and shoot from anywhere. Um, yeah, if, if, he, if he lives up to that, if he's, if he's a 21-8 and eight guy for the next seven years, that you win the, you're happy with that deal, aren't you? Absolutely. And, I mean, you, you're hoping that he's going to be, you know, 37 38% behind the arc or more, and you can, you can have the offense run through him at times. And his fit with Zion and how it how it goes goes forward and how it it fits with where the league is going, oh no, that would be it would be tremendous. All right, well, I think we've covered the the ground on this one. What do you guys think? Yeah, it sounds good. I mean, I think we found stuff that actually that's the biggest thing to find opposing teams and fans that would agree upon a trade. Cause we're, we're not out here asking for gold ransom or King's ransom from everybody. So I think we came right. up with a lot of good offers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, think are- I like Bish's best for Denver. Um, Cause I, I do, I never thought about how Millsap would have an effect on Zion. 
and it does it revolves all around Porter and I, I, I can agree with Kevin I think just looking back it's going to be hard to try and talk anybody into Wendell Carter when you've got Zion so I guess it has to be marketing in our bust really with Chicago yeah. right yeah oh absolutely yeah I think with Chicago absolutely because I, I just don't think Carter would want it I, I think Carter is the kind of person who who and I'm not saying he's a bad kid but Again, we've already talked about dealing with parents of, of players, and we know Wendell Carter's parents are vocal. So I, it's just – I'd rather yeah. not deal with any of that. I mean, There's I, nobody I just, else on their roster they can invite. Because What do you guys think of Otto Porter, though? I mean, he's 25. His game seems to fit right between Drew and uh, Zion's, you know? One of my main I mean, hang-ups with him was always the injuries – and the questions about his back, but, you know, obviously you didn't want that coming into our old training staff. Now we have a new training staff. I mean, I still worry about those things. I don't think these guys can raise people from the dead. Like a lot of people think they can, but there's a chance that like, you know, it could be solved. And so I, I, I would be fine with adding Porter to this team now, but I don't know that I want Porter to be the best thing that I get out of an Anthony Davis trade. Right, right. That's why especially, I chose Carter. Yes, especially yeah. at $25 million. Yeah. Because, yeah, because, if you put... Again, you're still going to have trouble building a team. You're going to have the same trouble with building a team because of his salary that you had with Anthony Davis, but you're just getting a lesser player. Fish, you are going to add yeah. something. Go ahead, man. Well, I mean, if... I mean, if you can talk the Bulls into it and you can get Porter and marketing and you get some luck in the draft in terms of who's there at seven that's a that's a good package well yeah if you get i think that's an incredible package yeah if you, i don't I mean, think that would happen but if you can get marketing i would definitely be on board with that for yeah, sure because i mean then you you have your you have your front court for the foreseeable future in order zion and marketing and both guys on either side of zion can shoot which opens mm-hmm. things up and then, I mean, Porter's a plus defender when he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Remember, he had that meme where he like fell asleep at the elbow or something. <laughs> it was um, actually on the but, corner, and he was just standing there while the offensive player was gone for three seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, Porter, you know, Porter should be uh, a plus defender. I expect that. I expect that Zion's going to be a plus plus defender because he's just after it. And then, man, if you told me that Jared Culver is going to be there and I'm going to just slot him as shooting guard, then, then, I would be, then I would be in. Then, you know, we can just work on the minor details around that, maybe like another future pick sometime. It, the, the issue is that the one thing is like it's, it's really difficult we've seen to find point guards. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and that's – something the Pelicans have to come out of this offseason with is a point guard. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's Agreed. just, you know, these first couple of days, you know, couldn't really get one out of Toronto, you know, if, unless we got Van Vliet. And that's still the – it feels like it's okay, but it's not an answer. No, he, he's not a starter at the one, so no. Right. And then with the Nets, you're, you know, if you got back – if you got back Dinwiddie or you got back, which would be a long shot, D'Angelo Russell, you know, again – Russell is a long shot. And then with both of the teams today, with Denver, you have a better chance of getting guards, but we don't know. You know they're not the, the, the centerpiece of the deal. They'd be very effective, but they're not the centerpiece. So unless you get the centerpiece, you can't take the guards. 
Well, so, that's one of the reasons I like the Denver trade a lot uh, more than I think more people do because the what are the two things that the Pelicans need so badly forever is a, mm-hmm. is a point guard and a wing, and you officially mm-hmm. answer both of those if you hit if if everything breaks right, you know. So I think that's that's what we'll be looking. I think you know, in each one of these deals, I think that's something we all keep focus on is like, do we answer those big needs? If you don't walk out of an, an AD summer and you don't have those two positions at least where you feel like you're comfortable with who's in those starting roles or, or you feel like you've got to start one of those two positions. Yeah. Then it's, it's a tough, su- it's tough to call it a winning summer, but we're still very optimistic here. Um, next up we'll be dealing with those Los Angeles Lakers and it'll be just the Los Angeles Lakers. So we should have plenty to say about them, plenty of scenarios to go through. Plenty of insults to get in. <laughs> yeah. Just as a teaser on that, I'm going to throw this out there. Like, I've been messing around with these different trade scenarios on 2K and simulating seasons, right? And, like, I set it so that I can rig it where I can make sure I get the first pick and get Zion and then let it play out from there, right? So I did a trade where I sent Anthony Davis to the Lakers. And then – so now I'm in that off season after Zion's first rookie season and AD – declined his player option with the Lakers. So he, he would be happy anyway. <laughs> Some people, man. You can't... Is somebody going through a tunnel? <laughs> That's me. Sorry, I'm still walking around outside. Turned around, I started walking into the wind. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much. Um, why don't you each run through? We'll start with Kevin. Give him your name, your social media handle, and um, what you're working on. Then oh, they know uh, where we are. We don't need to do this every day. We're done. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're good. We're done. <laughs> but we'll be back. To be. Yes. yes we'll exactly. Be Sounds like Fish has got to get out. With another episode of The Bird Calls, and we'll be talking Los Angeles Lakers. I'm David Grubb. Until the next time, let's go, Pels. Thank you for listening to The Bird Calls on the Off the Glass, Nothing But Net, and Up and Under podcast networks. If you like what you're hearing, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes, retweet, share with your friends, and most importantly, subscribe today. The news on flavored e-cigs talks a lot about the technology and teen use, but parents need to know more about the dangers of nicotine. So know this. 1. Nicotine is a toxic poison that can rewire teens' brains. 2. It can increase mood swings. 3. It can limit attention and learning. So even when it tastes like candy, nicotine is brain poison. Go to flavorshookkids.org for more. Say Metro by T-Mobile, got the best deal in wireless, and it's all for you, all for me. Just switch quickly, because Metro has two lines for 80, and two Samsung Galaxy J7 Star phones for free, plus Amazon Prime included. That's the way wireless should be, only at Metro. Plus sales tax and activation fee. $50 plus rate plan required. Not valid for numbers currently on T-Mobile Network or on Metro in past 90 days. Offer subject to change. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Amazon Prime has a $12.99 per month value. Restrictions apply. See store for details and terms and conditions.